Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. I needed something this Tuesday morning to get me up and ready to go. It's Bon Jovi. You give love a bad name on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. Hope you're keeping well this morning. The storm has well and truly died away. Thanks be to God. And things are a little bit brighter out there, which is what we like to hear. And... I have a very special person to shine a spotlight on the show this morning. I'm always in awe of these people. But Family Carers Ireland, so they are the national charity supporting Ireland's family carers. And they have a del- are delighted to announce this year's Loud Family Carer of the Year. It's Stephanie O'Farrell. She's from O'Hanlon Park in Dundalk. So this is a very prestigious award and it real I suppose it recognises sort of the dedication and commitment that family carers have for their loved ones and they are just providing vital care and support. So um, Stephanie cares for her son Dylan who is 12 he has cerebral palsy he's also non-verbal and uh, she was nominated for this award by her grandmother Marie Hernan and she says Stephanie just goes above and beyond for Dylan and nothing is too much for her she's the best carer ever for her son so it's really lovely to get an award like this and be recognised for work that you know often does go unrecognised it's kind of invisible a lot of the time so these awards are really really important they're in their 16th year now uh, Netwatch Family Carer of the Year Awards and they are paying tribute to the remarkable work of over 500,000 family carers in Ireland who are caring for children or maybe adults with additional needs that kind of thing also older people or palliative care all of those needs that are being met and this is a very very challenging role so I want to say a big big congratulations to Stephanie O'Farrell from O'Hanlon Park in Dundalk massive congrats to you now on the show today. This is very interesting. You know how much of a cinema fan I am. Well, what about going to the cinema, but you can't see anything. There's nothing. It's sightless cinema. Okay, this is an audio kind of experience that I'm really, really intrigued about. I'm going to be finding out more about this very, very shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's Adele. There's Adele. Hello on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, it is a cinema experience, unlike everything you have experienced before. Okay, so imagine going to the cinema, but there is no picture. How does that work? Well, we're going to find out with Kieran Taylor. He is a theatre maker. He's director of Sightless Cinema. This is coming back to Solstice Arts Centre in Navin. We're going to chat to him next. The 11 to 1 show. 
It's a cinema experience like no other, except you're missing the picture. Sightless Cinema, it's coming to Solstice Arts Centre in Navan and they have a lively new programme. It's coming this Saturday. They have a show called Blind Panic. It's a mixed programme of short thrillers, hauntings and strange scratchings in the cupboard. A show not to be missed. And joining me now to tell us more is one of the creative minds behind Sightless Cinema Experience. He's a theatre maker and director, Kieran Taylor. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Kieran? Hi, how are you? I am doing very, very well. Now, I'm a big, big movie fan. Love going to the cinema, Kieran. Uh, very intrigued about this. There, it's the cinema, but there's no picture. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so uh, it's an idea we came up with a few years ago and it's worked really well. Uh, so the idea is you go in, you're in the dark, we even give out blindfolds. Um, but, so there, there are no pictures, but it's in surround sound. So we use the cinema system to um, sort of immerse you into the story um, in surround sound. So um, people, people really get into it because, uh, as you can imagine, all, all the pictures are in their own head. Um, and and uh, when, when you sort of close your eyes for a long time, you really get a, 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 almost into a trance. You know, they, they, they can, um, and, and they feel like they're in the middle of the action because the sound is happening all around them. Oh, yes, I like that idea. So you're very much encouraging us to wear the blindfold to, com- to go in and just completely close our eyes and immerse ourselves into this. Yeah, yeah, unless there's any reason you don't like them or whatever, but or even to close your eyes. The blindfold is nice because it keeps, it, it keeps you in that, in that sort of space. And what's, what's lovely about it is that, you know, it's happening in, in, in the Solstice Art Centre. So you're in the theatre, you're, you're, you're experiencing it with everybody else. Uh, but um, you, you, you have your own ideas. So afterwards, people have lots to talk about because they, they will have imagined things differently, you know. And um, the, the whole idea is, I suppose, this is it's created with. Um, I, I, I like create the stories with blind people, and they yes. and they perform them, and we, and we give it a professional production. So there's a full professional sort of sound production around it, um, and we spend a long time coming up with the stories and doing the recordings and everything. But it means that. Um, People who are blind, who are or who have vision impairments, and would normally have to listen to, um, you know, audio description for cinema, uh, don't need that. You know, so blind and sighted can enjoy the same thing together, and I we find that. it works really well. Yeah, yeah. And it's making the arts more accessible, which I think is such a fantastic idea. So, so where did the idea come from? Was it that idea of you know accessing the arts for all, or where did the idea for sightless cinema come from? Yeah, essentially, yeah. It was uh, back in uh, 2014, actually. Um, I got a commission, you know, it was from the Dunleary um, Radown Council at the time. Uh, they, they wanted to do an arts project with, with, with um, the NCBI, as it was. It's Vision Ireland now, the Association for the Blind. Um, and, uh, you know, I had done some radio drama in college, so I got together with um, a, a colleague, uh, a, a sort of a radio maker and music uh, producer, um, uh, Rachel McQueen, and we, we just came up with this idea of, okay, look, the obvious thing to do with blind people is radio drama. Mm-hmm. And, how, and I'm, I'm a theatre maker, so I love bringing people together for an experience. So then we, 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 I, you know, we gradually evolved this idea of an immersive sound experience um, created by, um, by, by the blind groups. I think it's a fantastic idea. I really do. And, you know, coming from the, the radio background, obviously, myself, that idea of, you know, sourcing the sounds and having a lot of fun with, you know, creating kind of atmosphere. There's a lot of play going on here. But there is, it is challenging trying to bring a, st- a story completely in an audio uh, way, I suppose, to, to, to somebody. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what's great is, like, with, with, with the, the, the people who are blind who are creating the story, you know, they, I mean, they find that sound is very evocative. And I think we all do, really, you know. So, like, when one of the plays, the plays that we created with the Mead Group, um, uh, which is part of the show on, on Saturday, um, it's called Ash. And um, we, we just, we, we start with sound effects often. So, I, I, like, I brought in a number of props, just things from around the house. We had an old galvanized bucket. Somebody started creaking the handle, and we started go, oh, this sounds like a, a creaky window or a gate. It sounds a bit spooky. And then we brought in some spooky music, and, um, and, and then uh, one of the members of the group, Gillian uh, Stafford, told us the true story about going off on a retreat one, one time, um, and they were dropped off by bus. There was a terrible storm, and there were lots of weird noises in the house, and they all freaked out and ended up um, escaping in the night in the owner's van you know, <laughs> to the nearest town. But it turned out that actually he was messing with them. You know, the, the, the owner was actually trying to freak them out, making sound. No so we, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this we were, is kind we're of where you, you put this all together because this is blind panic. It's kind of it's got this ghost story, story sort of haunting thriller kind of vibe going on. Yes, yeah, all the plays have have that element in it. So we had that's the sort of team um, for for this year, you know. So um, the other play is called The Visitor. It's done by the the, the Port Leash Group, and that's about this woman gets this house cheap. She doesn't quite know why, and then she realizes that it's sort of haunted by because um, something terrible happened there in the past, you know. And <laughs> uh, I, I won't give away the ending. No, don't. But, um, <laughs> and and then there's a there's a comedy as well, which is sort of based on the thriller. It's based like on a um yeah uh, based on the, the the true story whereby um you know there's a, there's a group of blind people go away on a holiday mm-hmm. uh, once a year um and uh, to a hotel in the countryside and uh, but on this occasion it's um it's just like a, a somebody disappears but it becomes this sort of mad cat comedy of them running around the hotel looking for them and uh, so it, it's sort of a, a comedy thriller. A comedy thriller I'm loving that and, and as you say not only are the people who are performing in this uh, you know have vision impairments or are blind but the story is very much centering on that as well so you're placing that at the, at the, at the centre of it as well which is something you don't often see portrayed on screen or, or in any sort of medium really the idea of somebody you know know, with vision impairment being the, the star, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, not all the plays. So some, mm. some, some of the plays, the, the, what's great is when you're on radio, you can play anything. You can play any character. Of course, yeah. Uh, you don't have to match the physical fit. So we have blind people playing sighted people. Uh, in, in, mo- in most of the stories, you know, the, the, the blindness isn't necessarily a... Um, an issue, but in say in 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 two of the shows that we have, it is, and mm-hmm. and again, that's really interesting because it's a totally different perspective. It's like, oh yeah, how, how do you handle uh, going to a new place, uh, staying in a hotel when you're blind? You know, what are the different ways that, um, and what are the things that can sort of go wrong uh, with that? You know, um, and we have fun with that because uh, I suppose people love to 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 laugh together at at the vicissitudes yes. of, uh, of of getting out there. Of course, absolutely. And you're coming to Navin one night only this Saturday night. Um, and now the last time you were here, it completely sold out. I was looking there this morning. There's li- a smattering of tickets is all that is left really, Kieran, for this. So people really need to kind of book tickets and, and experience this. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's like 12 euro or 8 euro concession. So it's the price of a couple of pints are going to the cinema. Yeah. And um, I, I, the people who went last year, it's, it's very hard to imagine what it is. But everyone who comes out afterwards, like we did the survey and it's like they just they really get into it. You know, it's such a simple idea, but um, it's really fascinating when you actually come, come along. And as I say, you know, it's um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fully professional production around it. And there's also a live for the first time ever. We have um, uh, 25 uh, blind people on stage performing an Amazing. audio play. So it's like. Yeah, so it's like the old radio plays that they used to do in the 30s where they did them live. Oh, so we have, I love um, all those. Yeah, yeah, I love kind of yeah. finding out about these. Now, you know, it's not going to be an Orson Welles War of the World situation, you know, where people think the actual thing is real. But I, <laughs> I love that whole vibe. I think it's such a fantastic uh, medium where, as you say, people used to perform these radio plays on stage and then obviously people used to listen at home as well. It's br- harking back to that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we all the effects are created live. So we have these sort of foley equipment. So there's like a half door. So when somebody opens the door, there's like a real door is opened on stage. We have a, a special machine with, a, with a, 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 a sort of a turbine that you turn to make a wind sound. And, and people are making all the sounds of, you know, they're tapping of their canes on the street. And what, what's great this year is we have... Um, a live musician. It's actually Steve Wickham from the Water Boys. Oh, the fantastic. Famous yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done work with, some work with me before and he jumped on board um, uh, for this and uh, so that's going to be that's going to be a really nice uh, element to it. So, so all the way through there'll be this live music on various instruments um, and uh, so, that, so that's a really exciting sort of finale to the evening yeah. where, um, you know, the others are, are, are recorded, but this is all going to happen live. So we're, um, we're busy rehearsing for that across three counties. And I suppose the unique thing is like we're bringing the three groups together. We got support from the Arts Council this year. Um, and um, the group of Mead is supported by the um, Mead uh, County Council Arts Office. So we're really grateful for them to allow us to have a base there in the Solstice, where by then the, the, that group that started last year and had a great success with their show in Solstice is now able to cooperate with uh, the other groups around the country in Tala um, with South Dublin and, and in Leash as well. So it's a, it's a very exciting time, yeah, sort of paving the way for, for, for this sort of work. Oh, it definitely is. Now, I do have a scene that we're going to play here. This is the first scene you gave me from uh, Ash. Do you want to key it up? I think it's Fionn and Fiona are in the car. Is this what's going on? Yes, yeah. So uh, this is the story where they're, they're heading off to this um, slightly dodgy country lodge, you know, sort of <laughs> failing place that is offering retreats for to um, disconnect, to reconnect is what they say. And um, both of the couples have, have, there are two couples on the way, a young couple just newly in love and then an older couple who are always bickering. Oh, they're um, very and bickery. They're... Yeah, I heard that part <laughs> as well. They are very bickery, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you might play that later in the week. But yeah. um, the Fiona and Fiona, Fiona and Fiona are the young couple, totally in love. Um, but um, there's already a creeping suspicion that there might be something um, something odd about this place. And of course, they they they, they do meet um, the owner Francie, who um, is trying to scare them. But actually, then some something real, something real from the dark past of the house comes to. Uh, to uh, throw the cat amongst the pigeons, and uh, there's a big climax with the storm and a haunting and all sorts of things. But this is this is the very opening scene. They're arriving in. They're sort of hopeful. Um, uh, before th- before uh, they come across strange things on the road, really, isn't that exactly? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to play that in a second. But for now, Kieran, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a million. Today's great to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Kieran Taylor. Sightless Cinema, this Saturday, saltasartcentre.ie for details. And here's a little snippet from Ash.
Oh, there's the turn, Fiona. Oh, thanks, Fiona. I nearly missed it. That sign is buried in the bushes. Oh, mind the branch on the road. Oh, God, it must have been last night's storm. Yeah, and there's another one on the way, Fiona. Oh, there's a tree down. It's huge. Split in two. Must have been lightning. Oh, I hope there's not going to be a power cut tonight. That would be romantic, Fiona. You, me, and the candlelight. Oh, Fiona. Oh, Fiona. Oh, God, a fox. You just missed it. That's really unusual to see them before dark. It put the heart across me. There's another one. He has no tail. Jeepers. I'm going to Google Glenduff foxes. I'm getting a funny feeling about it. Oh, it says here there's a local superstition. The third lord of Glenduff House nearly hunted the local fox population to extinction. So now they say that when foxes gather at the gates of Glenduff House, someone in the house will die. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't worry, we're staying in Glenduff Lodge. Yeah, the gate lodge. You're so superstitious, Fiona. I love those old stories. Wow, it does look romantic. Not many rooms. I told you. Our little hideaway. Oh, Fiona. Oh, Fiona. Come on, let's get in. It's starting to rain again. What's going to happen? You're going to have to find out this Saturday, Solstice Art Centre. The 11 to 1 show. I have tickets to see Pat and Faye Short return with their new show, Knuckle Down, that's on the way right after Frank and Walters. Frank and Walters, now there is big demand for these tickets, but today I've got a pair left. I do. It's father and daughter comedy duo Pat and Faye Short. They are returning with their new show, Knuckle Down, after their sellout tour last year of Well... So Knuckle Down shows off the incredible talent of these two performers as they glide seamlessly from stand-up to hilarious characterisation of everyday Irish people. So you've got characters such as Michael, the hapless builder who's followed weekly on TikTok, Insta and Facebook. He seems to have the answer to everything that's going wrong. Then you have another outrageous character, the mother of the child, Faye Short. She's at the school railings waiting to pick up her child, PJ. It's not like her at all to talk bad about anybody, you know what I mean? So the sharp-weight physical comedy genius of this comedic duo will have you in pain with the laughter patshort.com they are coming to the Crescent Concert Hall on the 24th of November here in Drogheda and I want to send you and a pal along so all you have to do today's question name the TV series on RTE where Pat Short he wrote and he starred in it and it was all about stereotypical rural Irish people and he played a couple of different characters but the fella behind the bar Gretty was the fella do you remember what was the name of that TV series on RTE where Pat Short starred in. If you think you know, 086-1800-658, the comedy series he wrote, he starred in it, all about sort of stereotypical rural Irish life. You know the one. 086-1800-658 and we'll pick a winner towards the end of the show. Jerry Fish and the Mudbug Club, true friends. Now, Christmas, it's just around the corner and this coming Friday and Saturday, people, you are going to be in a festive spirit because the Frostival Winter Festival is returning to Dundalk. So get ready to enjoy a brilliant schedule of events for all of the family, including the spectacular and magical Carnival of Light Parade. It's always 
real, real highlight. I've been at it a couple of years and it's just class what they do. The annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony as well and also breathtaking street illuminations. There's also going to be a lovely Christmas artisan fair and family fun zone for the kiddies at the Market Square as well on both days. So for more information on this Frostville Winter Festival you can check out the Frostville Facebook page. Going to take a quick break and then we're going back in time to 1908 and an important discovery. The 11 to 1 show. I have music from Mumford and Sons on the way, but first it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Back to 1908, Albert Einstein presents his quantum theory of light. Don't ask me to explain it. Sure, I haven't a notion. Wouldn't have a clue. But all the way back in 1908. And today is World Diabetes Day. It was first introduced in 1991 when it was founded by both the International Diabetes Federation and the World Health Organization in reaction to the rising cases of diabetes worldwide. It was decided that a day of the year should be chosen and dedicated to raising awareness about diabetes and health concerns and potential causes. And you can find more information, diabetes.ie. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.com. Mumford and Sons, I will wait still to come on the show. You know that annoying condensation on the window in wintertime? Well, I have found a hack for that and I'll be finding out more about an exercise masterclass for people with COPD. That's all on the way. The 11 to 1 show. You know that annoying condensation on your window in wintertime? I have found a hack for that. All the details after train. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you. Okay, you're going to need a sock, an old sock, right? And a handful of cat litter. Bear with me now. This is a fantastic hack that I've come across. And you know, temperatures are going to be falling below freezing and you're going to thank me because condensation on the window is very annoying at this time of the year because not only is it, you know, you have to clear it, you can't see out of it. If left unchecked, it can lead to more problems. So, you know, the moisture can build up mould, that sort of stuff. So with all of this in mind, the cleaning enthusiasts have shared their hacks of getting rid of condensation on a budget. If, like me, you're like, I can't fork out for new windows. Do you know what I mean? This is a hack for you. Okay. Have you heard of cat litter in a sock? Says one person online with regards to this. Bear with us. So what you do is, you get an old sock, fill it full of cat litter, put it on the windowsill, right? You can do a couple of odd socks if you want. Set it up on the window. It absorbs the moisture, Check on it though because you know a refill would be needed or whatever. There are cheap options out there and they don't smell too bad apparently. Also, you can keep smaller ones in the car as well. So these cat litter pellets, they're designed to absorb moisture, this sort of stuff, right? So they're saying place a couple of handfuls into an old pair of socks before tying the top of the sock, stick it on the windowsill, leave them to absorb the moisture. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it and see. Now, if you're sort of not into the cat litter vibes and you're rolling your eyes at the radio what about this salt okay also salt in a bowl will work okay so get a decent bowl or a plate 
stick a load of salt on it pop it on the windowsill as well so this woman says I put a couple of tablespoons of salt on a small plate and it completely worked took about a day but no more condensation very fantastic they say no more wiping of the windows in the morning so salt this is one of the sort of natural absorbent products as well and it will kind of combat that moisture that you don't want around the place so experts say once the salt is blackened or becomes wet it's reached the maximum level of saturation and it should be changed so there you go you can put it salt in a bowl like a decent amount I'd say fill the bowl kind of or keep it on a plate a couple of tablespoons and that will work as well so cat litter in a sock salt in a bowl no more condensation if you try it let me know 086 658 The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Max Viola Davis opened up about playing Dr. Volumnia Gall in The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes at the Los Angeles premiere. Here's what she said. I had the best time torturing the young people. <laughs> I just remember the classroom scene and just, you know, sometimes I feel that people see me as so maternal and good. I have people who want to hug me at Target. <laughs> and grown men. So it was very... Just a pleasure to play, not a very uncomfortable character. <laughs> um, I will say, step outside of my comfort zone and to be a part of this franchise. With the Hollywood strikes over, The White Lotus could be coming back pretty soon. Season three of The White Lotus is expected to begin filming in February in Thailand. Niall Horan has been talking about great advice that he's gotten. He was speaking during The Voice USA. I've been very lucky to have had great conversations with great musicians and producers over the years. I think probably the most important to me was probably Don Henley. Now, my first ever concert was an Eagles concert. It's someone that I respect and have in such high regard for obvious reasons. You know, he would give me some great advice and he taught me to really be myself in every choice that I make musically. Don't just do what everyone else is doing just for the sake of it. You know, individuality is what made him so big and the Eagles so big. So trying to follow that is some of the best advice you can ever get. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Great advice is right. And now back to the music. Here's Cindy Lauper. I'm also getting a message here in 086-1800-658. Matty, thank you so much about the condensation. You can also use baking powder or soda. I have small children, it's safer than the salt if they get hold of it. Oh yeah, you see, this is it too. You know, you need to kind of keep this stuff out of the kids' way. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for sending that in. Now, COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. This is a chronic infl- inflammatory lung disease that causes obstructed airflow to the lungs. And tomorrow is an awareness day for people living with COPD. And there is a exercise masterclass that is happening online. We're going to be finding out more about the condition and this masterclass with Dr. Rory O'Donnell. He's consultant respiratory physician at St. James's Hospital. He's going to join us next. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. Oh,
According to the most recent statistics, there's an estimated 380,000 people living with COPD in Ireland and less than a third of these have actually been formally diagnosed. Now, tomorrow marks COPD Day and people with symptoms are being encouraged to get checked out as early diagnosis is vital. As well as that, COPD Support Ireland is running a COPD exercise masterclass, encouraging everyone with the condition to step up and step out. Joining me now to tell us more about this is Dr Rory O'Donnell. He's consultant respiratory physician at St. James's Hospital in Dublin. You're very welcome, Rory. How are you? I'm very well, Sinead. Thank you very much. Great to have you on the show. Now, when I see something like 380,000 people living with COPD, a third of these not even formally diagnosed, very high statistics. I had no idea that there was this many people living with this condition. Yeah, well, as you said, it's an estimate, but um, COPD is far more prevalent than we know. Uh, and to be honest, you know, over over the years, it, it, it has kind of, I suppose from a media point of view, it has flown under the radar because mm. it is it is largely undiagnosed. Um, so if you take it, you know, one in every two smokers will actually get COPD. So it's much more common than you think. Now, of them, maybe half of them will get COPD of some severity. So you know, anyone with mild COPD, they might not even know they have it, you know, okay. uh, and could have it for years and be totally unaware of it. Um, for example, anyone who has a smoker's cough, you yeah. know, when I say a smoker's cough, someone who wakes up in the morning and they have to cough phlegm to get rid of it, they all have COPD. They, they just may not be aware of it uh, because COPD is a it's a spectrum of disease. It's not just one condition. It's a spectrum of conditions that affect the lungs. Um, and it varies, you know. So somebody who may just have a smoker's cough and may yeah. not be short of breath, they would have a thing called airway remodeling, which is literally the structural remodeling of the the tubes of the lung to produce more mucus. Uh, and that's one aspect of COPD only. So in other words, the tubes that we all breathe through, mm-hmm. the walls of those tubes are thickened, uh, they're more muscular, <clears throat> excuse me, they produce more sputum. Uh, and, and this is all, it's actually a defense mechanism against smoking, you know, that your your lungs are actually trying to defend themselves. And then if, if you smoke for, for many years, that defense mechanism becomes set, it becomes ingrained, and your lungs are restructured to produce extra mucus. So one aspect of COPD is this, uh, for want of a better word, a smoker's cough, where you've got restructured lungs that produce more mucus that you have to cough every day. And this is something, like you say, like that they, they're doing this every day, so they're not, you know, paying attention to it as such. They're, oh, this is something that's always happened, you know. I, I, exactly. I, I live with it, so I don't get it sussed out, okay. And, you know, because COPD, I suppose, is a is a term that I've only kind of recently come across in the past, you know, couple of years, because it was kind of known as bronchitis, maybe, or other conditions. Is that right? Yeah. It's just sort of an umbrella term for things now. It, very much so. So t- terminology is everything, and 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 terminology has actually probably been um, not great for smokers with COPD because, as you said, you know, in in older times we used terms like chronic bronchitis, mm. uh, emphysema, yes, uh, 
it, it was called, at one point it was called COAD, which is Chronic Obstructive Airways Disease, and now COPD. And COPD is the preferred term because it stands for Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary Disease, but, but it encompasses the, the different aspects of the conditions, for, such as, as we said, the, the remodeling that gives you bronchitis, but also the, the lung destruction that is emphysema. So, okay. you know, the the other main component of COPD is emphysema, which is actual destruction of lung tissue where you lose the, you know, the spongy part of your lungs mm-hmm. that absorb the oxygen. You, th- these disappear. Nice. Uh, that's emphysema. So it, it's actually a loss of lung tissue. So, so the term COPD encompasses different aspects uh, of disease or different diseases really that are included under an umbrella term but they're all uh, united by the fact that smoking is the major risk factor for them. I was going to ask is it just something that affects smokers or can non-smokers get aspects of this as well? So so there, there is a again terminology chronic obstructive pulmonary disease when we refer to it and normally using sort of the international definitions, we're generally referring to smokers with the condition. Now, asthma is also a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, but it's not usually included under the heading. But people with severe asthma, um, they, they actually behave almost as if they have COPD. So they get the same symptoms of cough and sputum and, and shortness of breath. Uh, and their lungs are also remodeled, but in a slightly different way. So they are restructured. So patients who've never smoked can get symptoms very similar to that of COPD, and the treatment is very often, again, very similar, if not exactly the same. Okay, and and what treatment is there? We we and maybe we should talk about a little bit more about the symptoms as well. We talked about that cough, the breathlessness. Is there any other sort of big signs and symptoms people should work out for? Look out for. So the biggest things to to look out for would be ongoing cough and sputum, which for many people might just be an irritant. Mm. Um, more, the most important symptom by far is breathlessness, so shortness of breath. So if people notice that they're simply not able to do the things that they used to do, uh, and you know, for, for many patients with COPD, it can start off very mild that they find that, you know, they used to be able to walk a mile, now mm. they can only walk half a mile. Or, and what happens is the disease progresses and and does so gradually. So what was, you know, mild shortness of breath on exertion can get worse. And we would see with our very with our most severely affected patients, we'd see that literally their world has got smaller. They they used to be able to walk half a mile, now they're only able to walk a hundred yards. A year later they mightn't be able to even walk that. They might not be able to climb the stairs. So so what they can do is limited and th- their world literally gets smaller that they're no longer able to do the things that they took for granted to mobilize in the same way. So they get a progressive loss of not just breathing, but also quality of yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and in terms of treatment then, what can be done? Uh, what support is there? What help? Well, you know, the first thing, and I, I know this is, this is going to be, you know, well known, is to stop smoking. Yeah. And, 
you know, we, we would see patients, you know, patients will often say, well, it's too late for me, doctor. Mm. It's too late to stop at this stage. I've smoked all my life. And we, we would do our best. Like, we're, we're not, I don't think we're as, we're as evangelical as we were in the past. You know, I, I would encourage patients to stop smoking simply because, for example, statistically, if you stop smoking today, you are 60% less likely to end up in hospital in the next few months with a chest infection. Yeah. So, you know, th- there are benefits to stopping smoking right away. They, it won't reverse your disease. You know, your, your, mm. your, your re- it won't reverse it, but it will improve your quality of life. Also, you've got to remember, smoking is inflammatory. So every time you take a pull in a cigarette, you are causing an inflammatory response in your lungs that make the, the airways inflamed and make them tighten. So if, again, if you can stop smoking, it'll actually help your breathing. The problem is, the problem is for many patients, the benefits of stopping smoking are not felt immediately. It can yeah. take months, not years. So it's very discouraging for someone uh, who smokes and, you know, that they, they do their best. They try to stop and yet things don't seem to get better in the short term. Um, beyond that, 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 you know, we've got to say that that is by far the most important thing to do. Beyond that, um, the first line therapy would be inhalers. Uh, and then um, other sort of less you know, pharmacological interventions like exercise. Um, with regard to inhalers, um, this is complicated. There, there, there used to be, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there was only a few inhalers to choose from. Now there are uh, literally dozens, more than dozens, um, but they all fall into certain classes of drug. And essentially... For each patient, um, the inhalers that we choose may be different, depending on, on their symptoms, depending on their their tests, uh, which we'll come to, uh, and depending on other aspects of the disease. But what inhalers do um, is, first of all, uh, you, you'll be familiar with, you know, the little Ventolin inhaler that yeah. people use? Little, yeah. So that, that's a muscle relaxant. So what that does is, is you know, I think everyone with COPD should should possess one of those. Okay. So basically, what you do is you take a puff on it, it, the medication goes into your lungs and it literally opens up the muscles of your lungs. It opens them up. Um, the problem with that is that there's no long-term benefit with it. You know, so you mm. take a puff of it now, it's out of your system in four hours, there's no long-term benefit. So patients with COPD need longer-term, what we would call anti-inflammatory inhalers that they take every day to try and undo the inflammation in their lungs uh, and to open up their lungs for the longer term. So in, in, a, in a nutshell, in inhalers, there's, there's two types. There's the short-acting drug, the Ventolin, that you take whenever you need it. You know, young asthmatics will, will use Ventolin whenever they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there, there are the longer-term inhalers, and that's where it gets complicated. That There are so many different types, and the longer-term inhalers help to, uh, over time, uh, undo the inflammatory processes in the lung and, and help to at least alleviate a little bit that that structural change that has occurred. Absolutely. And and you mentioned exercise there. And, you know, I know we were talking about, you know, some people with this condition, they feel that they can't walk too far, that kind of yeah. thing. But there is exercise that they can do. And it's really, really important for managing the condition. And in fact, tomorrow on COPD Awareness Day, as part of this campaign, COPD Support Ireland want people to take part in this ex- exercise masterclass. Tell us about this. 
So look, essentially, one of the interventions that has proven to be of benefit for patients with COPD is what's called pulmonary rehabilitation, which is essentially exercise. And it's, it's gentle exercises that help not just your lungs, but the body as a whole. So if, 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 when you think of exercise and COPD, you have to think of the body as a machine that, um, that is, all the parts are interdependent. So if your muscles, if, if you exercise them even gently, regularly, you're improving their efficiency, you're improving the blood supply, and you're also improving the oxygen usage of your muscles, that they're more efficient in their use of oxygen. Now, your lungs with COPD, which are damaged, have to supply that oxygen. So for that reason alone, if you gentle exercise improves the efficiency of the system as a whole, that there's less pressure on the lungs uh, to supply the muscles. So that helps. Also, exercise improves the muscles of the lung itself. Um, Also, it is believed exercise helps release hormones that over time are anti-inflammatory that again may may help lung inflammation. So exercise is is very important and again very difficult if you if you're a patient with very severe COPD and your mobility is poor it's very hard to do that you know it, it's very mm-hmm. easy to to, to, to go into the gym and, and, and exercise when you're 25 and you're yeah. well. If, if, if you're 60 and you're limited by your lung disease, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very tall order. And what we generally, what I said to patients is, look, you know, we, we don't want you pushing yourself mm. so that you're gasping and suffering, you know, as if you were training for something. like We don't want that. That is not in your interest. What we say to people is, look, Gentle exercise, just to get the heart rate up, to get the breathing rate up a little bit, just push yourself a little, but not beyond uh, a reasonable comfort zone. Don't push yourself too hard. Push yourself a little, get the heart rate up a little bit. It will actually help you. It'll help you in the short term and the long term. Fantastic. I'm getting just a couple of questions actually here on 86 658 uh, Rory, if you don't mind answering some of these. Uh, will an open fire or solid fuel uh, stove affect COPD? Someone's asking here. So, so it, 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 it's theoretically possible. We can't prove that. But open fires uh, do throw out particles. Uh, and so, so in in theory, it can. Now, it doesn't directly cause COPD per yeah. se. But, 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 so we've no evidence of that. But it can. If, and anything that's throwing particles into the into the room can affect some people's breathing. And particularly, we see that. But you know, when they're when they're burning the older forms of turf, you mm. know, that you used to dig in the bog. You know, that that seems to be worse. Okay. Um, much more so than with the modern fuels. And, and as you know, back in the 1980s, um, there was a big change to the, to the fuel that was allowed, and which actually they got rid of a lot of the smokier forms of fuel and that helped. But short answer is, yes, it can, but not to the same extent as it used to. Okay, and another one coming here for you. Uh, does this also apply to people who vape? I know this is a huge issue as well for, for, mm. for doctors, Rory, particularly as well. Um, this person's asking, her sister gave up smoking, but started vaping a couple of years later and she does mm. suffer with the with the breathlessness. So is the vaping, the vaping's just as bad really, is it, as the smoking? Well, it's it, well, vaping has a lot of problems. It, it's it's probably not 
as bad as smoking. No, like, you know, when you think about it, uh, cigarette smoke contains thousands of hydrocarbons which, which damage your lung. Vaping doesn't. There's no evidence that vaping causes COPD. Okay. But there is... There, but, but there is evidence that vaping can upset your airways. And we, we see this in asthmatics more. People with asthma, they take a pull on a vape, it makes their asthma worse. So, so vaping, we know, it doesn't directly cause COPD, but there is, it, it certainly, there's a possibility that it can cause lung inflammation that will make your symptoms worse if you've COPD. So, so as, as vaping is relatively new technology, uh, and there's, as more data comes out about mm. it, the more the more we realise that there are potential ill effects from it, uh, and and upsetting asthma is is key because that's where most of the data is. But we know it, it must upset patients with COPD too. Fantastic. So, and just um, just to get another one here, uh, not on the vapes, just on a, on a different. Um, I'm on. Is it an anaerobic inhaler? What's the difference between that and the ventolin inhaler? Is that is that? So an anaerobic is, yeah. is a is, is a trade name for uh, an inhaler that has two ingredients in it. Um, one of which is what's called an anticholinergic, and one of which, of which is called a beta two agonist. Now, long story short. Anoro, those drugs are long-acting drugs. So they, you take a puff of anoro once a day, it helps to open up your airways for the longer term, but it will not give you relief right away. Okay. Whereas Ventolin is a short-acting drug that acts right away. So they, they're not the same. Uh, and patients, like most patients, should should have both. They have the anoro that they take once a day and mm-hmm. the Ventolin that they take, the Ventolin that they take whenever they need it. Okay. Okay. So, and again, doctors prescribing all of this. Absolutely. Uh, Rory, I thank you so much for all of that information and for answering questions for us as well. It's been very, very uh, eye opening here. Thank you so much for, for taking the time out to have a chat with us. Uh, it was a pleasure to do it. No problem. Thanks a million. Now, for more information on COPD supports and services, check out copd.ie. By the way, that website as well, tomorrow, copd.ie, okay? The online event is going to be streamed live on the day, okay? From 12 until 2 tomorrow. So that exercise, coaching, physical activity challenges. Also, there's going to be presentations from experts, okay? That's all going to be happening tomorrow on copd.ie. For telephone support, you can call O. 086-041-5128 okay so 086-041-5128 and if you have a question uh, for about this at all okay Monday to Friday 9am to 5 you can make an appointment with a free phone number again I have this here 1-800-832-146 so that's 1-800-832-146 and if you need any of those details I have it here going to take a quick break we're back with music from Leanne Rhymes. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Now, MagTrust Limited requires general operatives and machinists to join their production team in Tully Allen. To apply, please email keith at magtrust.com. All the details of our jobs can be found at our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie
Back to the music now. Here's Leanne Rhymes. Can't fight the moonlight at 11 to 1. Over 30 years in the business, Leanne Rhymes, and she's coming to London next year. She announced a big show for 2024 in London. Who knows? She might make it over this side of the pond as well. Now, last call for this. It's father and daughter comedy duo Pat and Faye Short. They're returning with their new show, Knuckle Down, to the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda on November 24th. It's going to be a fantastic night that will have you in pain with the laughter. PatShort.com. Now, I have a pair of tickets up for grabs. All you have to do is name the TV series on RTE where Pat, he, Pat Short, he wrote it, he starred in it as well. And it was about stereotypical rural Irish people. You know the one. Lots of people getting in touch on 086-1800-658. Name that series and you could be going along to that show in the Crescent Concert Hall on November 24th. So last call for this. We're going to be picking a winner very, very shortly. The 11 to 1 show. Niall Horan with Heaven and LMFM's 11 to 1. Mary Carson in Cullen, you were going along to see Pat and Faye Short. The answer, of course, was Killing a Scully. That was the name of the RT series that Pat Short wrote and starred in. Fantastic. Uh, congratulations to you. If you missed out on tickets today, patshort.com. Now, coming up on tomorrow's show, is it a fox? Is it a middle-aged man in Lycra? No, it's super bugger. I am very excited to be chatting to Aaron Monaghan and Claire Monley, husband and wife team, who have written and uh, Aaron's going to star in this fantastic show. It's called Super Bogger and it is coming to the local area. So they are going to be featuring on tomorrow's show. That's my lot for today, though. Thank you so much to the guests and for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app.